You're listening to the greatest multifamily investment advice show. My name is Adam Ross, and now I'm talking everything multifamily for an in-depth conversation, and I will be diving deep into raising capital, deals, and underwriting process. Welcome back to the greatest multifamily advice show. Today we have Gary Lebeski, a real estate investor, syndicator with more than 10 years in syndication uh, in different commercial spaces. Please help me to welcome our guest today. How are you today, Gary? Very good. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being with us today, and I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I think the first thing I would like to uh, start was as your journey with syndication. What was the motivation for you to start on syndication, fund, uh, multifamily on, on a bigger scale? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life, and um you know, I knew the people that were very, very successful always had real estate. And so um, even with my my personal residence that I bought, you know, when I was ha- having a having a baby and I was looking at that to, to help, you know, build my net worth. It wasn't like my forever home, like my parents thought of that. And so that that really kind of got the bug into real estate. Um, but I wanted to do more and I had a. a single family rental. Um, I was leapfrogging into better neighborhoods. And then um, I sold a business at the end of 2016 and started investing in other people's deals with my retirement money mm. and as a way to learn from 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 operators what they were doing good, what they were doing bad. And then um, just, you know, getting involved in different groups and and studying, you know, really diving in and then start doing my own deals. Um, soon after, and, and it's just been um, quite a ride since. So right now, as we spoke before the show, uh, you're focused more in the Midwest, especially Tucson, uh, Arizona. What is, was the upside for you to choose to be on your local market? Yeah, so I'm, I live in LA, and um, uh, Phoenix and Tucson are, are great markets. Tremendous population growth, tremendous job growth. Um, low cost of living, job diversity, uh, and it was also easy to get to. I can be there on a consistent basis. If you know, I I like the Florida markets, but you know, I've got to fly across country. I can drive to Phoenix or Tucson. I could fly. It's an hour flight, so um, that was important to to that accessibility. It's very landlord friendly. Um, so those are the reasons why I choose uh, to to invest in in, in Arizona. I have a question for you, especially on the Midwest, especially with the price per door is a little bit expensive, especially in Phoenix compared to Missouri, like St. Louis or maybe the Tennessees. So what again was upside to choose, especially Arizona, especially with the high price per door? And I I call uh, Arizona really Southwest. Um, But when I started, um, Phoenix was a, a lot cheaper, and and same with Tucson. Quite honestly, mm-hmm. our first deal we bought in Tucson was thirty seven thousand a door, um, and I paid, oh. um, yeah. So uh, and that wasn't that long ago. Pro- Both name, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I should have bought the bought, bought the whole neighborhood at that price. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, prices have skyrocketed because people have realized, you know, well, one they they got into multifamily. There's a, a lot of capital chasing these these incredible returns. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, living in LA and um, comparison, comparing the prices to Arizona, they're they're pretty good. Um, now, can I find cheaper properties elsewhere? Absolutely, but 
it's also it could be a lot further away. It could be not in a city where I, I might struggle with labor. Mm. Um, it might not have the growth that I want. So there's a lot of factors. Um, mm. and and there are ways to make money investing everywhere if you're if you're a very astute investor. Um, but this is the market that I chose and um um you know, I'm looking for very good value. Now I have, I've only done two deals in Phoenix because I felt the value kind of, um, you know, got, got skewed, but Tucson, I keep buying. I, I, I find like I have really good value. It doesn't mean I won't still buy more in Phoenix if, if I find something that, that, that works for me, you know, but I just, it, I, it, I haven't found too many things that uh, I've gotten excited about. I think the market fundamental recently in the last three years was really strong. Uh, including the immigration uh, to uh, Arizona in general. That's why it's driving a lot of uh, active syndicators or uh, sponsors to move to the Arizonas. Uh, but my question to you, uh, which is I think is going to be interesting, is how you started dealing with uh, a remote uh, system to, to basically um, manage the your, your syndication, including the property management, the daily day-to-day -day stuff, so what was the beginning for you to deal with the remote uh, approach? So we're not property managers. We're asset managers. We hire a third-party property management company. So they're local. They've been doing this, you know, for many, many, many years. Mm -hmm. They've got the experience with the vendors. But we, but operating in, in, in just a couple of markets, we can be experts in those markets. We could look at our, our properties um, and then look at, properties that we want to buy we're not chasing deals all over the country yeah. where we're, we can't, we just can't be experts in all those markets so focusing on a few we can we're constantly in the marketplace looking for new deals and it allows us to you know to to pop in on our property unannounced to keep our team on on their toes now we're not trying to catch them doing something bad i'd rather catch them doing something good quite honestly um but uh it it allows us to to really know the market and so we, when we see something we like we can jump on it because we have that experience. So right now, what is uh, your uh, the number of units under or number of assets under management so far? Um, I think we're about 160 million. I think right now we've done uh, um, total 240 million. And I think we've got a little over 1200 units uh, under under management, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. So... Uh I think there's a thing is that always is a change on face when you start and then when you settle about choosing the asset class. So what was the beginning for you when you choose? Did you choose it to B product or C product? And what is the change now after almost five, six years on syndication? Yeah. Um, you know, obviously A is just was too expensive for us to get in. So we started on C, something that was a lot more affordable. We've done some Bs, we've done more Cs. We're looking for value. Um, we're, you know, when you're, you've got to also look at, you know, a year, two, three years ahead where, you know, you know, is this, is this neighborhood changing? Is this, you know, if you're in, in a C um, asset class, does that, you know, if we hit a recession, do, can people afford to pay? Um, and if not, is there other programs in the area, which there are. So we're constantly evaluating, you know, where we want to invest our money and our investors money to, to maximize their returns and to, to minimize risk. Hmm. 
you you started a, a, an issue now which is dealing with passive investor what was the beginning for you for raising capital and dealing with passive investors especially on on Arizona's market and right now I think there's a like a change on 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 the market it's affecting raising capital in general especially with the was a recession but tell me what was the beginning for you on raising capital yeah you know um you got to start somewhere um and you know my first deal i didn't i didn't raise much you know it was um but each deal you you um you get better at it you build your audience the more deals you do it's it starts steamrolling particularly when you have um when you go full cycle and we've done you know outperformed on all of our deals so far knock on wood um, that builds a base. People trust you. You, um, you know, we wrote an Amazon bestselling book, best in class. Um, and so having these things, uh, um, let's, um, lends credibility to, to yourself. I'm not overselling. I'm just communicating to people about opportunities and building our email list. And, um, it's a process that takes time. You, um, you can't go from zero to a hundred overnight. You've got to build it up and be consistent about it. Um, uh, but you know, I've, I've got investors that come back each time they bring a friend. So it just, it gets easier, but, but like you had mentioned earlier, yeah. Raising money in the last, um, I don't know, uh, four or five months yeah. really, you know, um, was a lot tougher because the people were scared, you know, they, they, you know, they watch the media and, and media is, um, you know, uh, creates a, a fearful environment. Um, I think feel like that's investor sentiment has changed in the last month. They're getting more positive. It's it's been e back to easier to raise. Not like before. You know, we'd have a webinar by the end of the night, we'd be fully raised. It takes a little bit more time, um, but uh, you know, people people understand that you know, multifamily is a great place to put your money. Um, we're a very strong operator. Um, so uh, you get there. It, it may take a little bit longer, but um, but you know, you know, I've been doing this long enough to know how much I can raise, and you partner with other people that can help, you know, you know, help raise money and 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 deal with investor relations and and help with other other facets of the deal. So real estate is a team sport. You can't do it uh, by yourself, you know. I, I want to discuss with you this is a team sport part, but one of the objections I, I, I like always with passive investor is comparing syndication to REITs. So what was like your experience with investors like challenge you on the benefit and advantages of REIT versus syndication? Yeah. Um, you know, a REIT, um, there's a lot more fees. Uh, just not nearly the upside that you would get on a syndication. Um, um, it's it's not a great investment. A lot of people don't know about real estate syndications. You know, just a very small, you know, percentage of of, of the population really know about it. But um, it's you know, if you invest with a with the right operator, you can make much much more money. You get the tax benefits. You don't get the tax benefits with a REIT. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it can be a, a much more lucrative uh, investment for passive investors. Hundred percent. I see one of the advantages of break of day capital is the strategic. I think partnership. I think you're focused more in as you mentioned in Arizona. But are you open for more like a strategic partnership on other states as a 
um, uh, like um, yeah, co-sponsor. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we would have to be the lead. You know, I have some friends in other areas that have uh, uh, sent me deals. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I'm looking for people that I know, like, and trust that are experts in the market. Um, and um, we haven't pulled the trigger on anything yet, but we've certainly looked at other deals that, uh, you know, from people that um, uh, I think very highly of. We just, um, we've just been tied up with our own deals. But that's, that's something that we've uh, we've looked at. As you mentioned the, the recession here, uh, what was the impact really, really you see on the flow of deals on the last four months, especially after the, I think four times the federal state, uh, federal bank is like raised their interest. What was the impact of this on, on Arizona, especially on Tucson? Yeah, so um, I, I've, I've sold a deal recently. I bought a few deals. So I've been on both sides of the fence. Um you know, uh, sellers aren't, you know, owners aren't bringing deals to the market um, or putting it on the market because it's we're getting 10, 15, 20 percent discounts right now. However, there are off market deals to be had. Um, we have very strong broker relationships. So, you know, we keep in touch with them and say, hey, what do you got? And they say, you know, here's a deal. If you hit this number, this is yours, you know, so. Um, they're not marketing deals, but there are deals to be had. And um, to me, it's a great time to buy. I'm, pay I'm paying 2% more um, for debt, but I'm getting, you know, 10, 15, 20% discount on the purchase. So mm -hmm. uh, I like, I like those. Uh, I like that arbitrage. For sure. Uh, you mentioned something about uh, uh, syndication and every sponsor here knows that we cannot do everything by ourselves as team sport. Can you tell me how is you able to formalize your break of day capital? Like what was the upside of partnership with other people and what you were looking for to formalize your team? Yeah, I've got three uh, full-time people with me now. Um, so we have a great, great team in-house, but, you know, certainly um, if, if we're looking for, uh, more capital, maybe you, you on, a, on a huge deal, um, you need some net worth of liquidity. So, you you know, you build relationships with people over time, people, you again, you know, like, and trust um, that are doing good things um, that, you know, bring some expertise. Um, those are the people you, you want to partner with, you know, that, uh, you know, I can't take down a $59 million deal by myself, but not, not yet at least. And so we, we did that recently. We took down a $37 million deal. We had some other partners, you know, that, um, that contributed uh, to, you know, like, like, like I said, net worth liquidity, some capital raising. Um, so, um, you know, uh, you know, they're excited to be in a, in a, in a deal in, in Tucson um, and uh, it helps, helps me. So we all, you know, it's a win-win, you know. Can, can you tell us, tell us more about Tucson, about like, the actual market fundamentals there, like uh, the actual, um, for example, um, the physical occupancy, the cab rate, especially uh, the spread between class B and C, especially in the last three years, there's no much spread, especially between the C and B. What was, again, uh, the latest numbers on the cab rate, especially in the last two years? Yeah, so um, speaking about the cap rates, um, there's... there. You know, before you might look at a deal anywhere from, you know, uh, three point seven five to a three, 
um, on a B class, on a C class, you know, it's, it, you know, it might be separated by 25 bips. I, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's certainly shrunk. Um, the reports are always higher, you know, like you look at the, you know, CBRE says it's, you know, four and a half, you know, I'm like, I love to find those deals. I haven't seen it, you know? So you, you know, just because the reports say, say one thing that's really, if you're in the trenches, that's, you know, it may include like D properties or, or whatnot that mm. it's, it's really throwing it off. Um, but the cap rates have shrunk. Uh, absolutely. You're starting to see them go back up in the last few months, maybe by about, um, uh, 35 bips. Mm. Um, you know, it's for me, we're always looking at where we can take the deal quite honestly. So the current deal that we're doing right now, I think it's a going in cap rate of about three, five, which is, which is okay. It's not great, but we know we can really, get it to like a five and a half year one and then um, six and a half year two, you know, so there's tremendous value add rents are, you know, over $300 below the market uh, rate. And when we renovate them, they're $480 below um, where they, um, where they should be. So tremendous upside. And so that's really our focus. We don't focus too much on the going in, but like how much, how much value that we can get out of the market. So the game always is a st stabilization after you stabilize the property after adding the value. This is what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, we're not we're not long term holders um, right now. Our philosophy is maximize the IRR, uh, do our value add play, and then look to look to sell. We don't refi um, because you know once once you've done the huge lift, then your IR kind of flattens out. So we want to maximize the IRR and then. Uh, look to look to sell. That has been our philosophy. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that'll be our philosophy three years from now. We're always looking to stay ahead of the curve. And right now, this to to us, this is the best uh, way um, uh, to maximize money. I I think right now the problem. This approach was in and out within two to three years. Was really popular in the last I think four years between 17 to 21. But right now, I think with a new interest rate, you think it's, so this is going to be the optimum um, uh, approach for all of this indicator later on, especially with, uh, I think, as we can say, corrected markets? You know, um, uh, I disagree on the corrected markets. I, I think come, come January, come February, um, so, you know, they're going to raise, um, the Fed's going to raise their rate probably 75 bips coming up. I don't think, you know, 50-50 that they raise them again. I, I, and then um, soon after, they're going to need to start bringing it down. You know, every, it's historically, every time they start raising rates, within 18 months, they start bringing it down again. Um, so that's something we need to be looking at. Uh, real estate is still a great um place to put your money i don't think there's going to be a correction that really the correction is now like if you if you want it now is like a really good you know window of time um but i think you know there's a lot of dry capital sitting on the sidelines and and people are going to be needing to buy homes and whatnot and everyone's sitting on the sidelines but come january february it's gonna the activity is gonna get frothy again in my opinion i think that uh, the toughest question here in the show is how you see your superpower and strengths? Yeah, 
Yeah, uh, superpower in, in, in what? Strengths. Strengths. So, sorry, one more. Strengths. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, um, asset management, you know, I could, I, you know, I could see the deal from, from a high level. Um, and I'm, I'm constantly, you know, stress testing, um, testing our, um, our property management company, staying on top of all these different things. We, we don't just, you know, pay attention in the beginning and then like, oh, this is a new, new shiny deal that we've got and, and putting our attention there. We, we know the deals that we have are more important than, than finding a new deal. We need to make sure we take care of those deals first mm-hmm. and then we could um, look for another deal if we have the, the bandwidth and our, you know, we're taking care of our, our current property. So um, putting the deal together, high level asset management, um, I feel are my uh, superpowers. Uh, you mentioned that you've been start like you, you started was basically on a single family home. Can you tell me who, who was like your influential mentor to to do this jump to to multifamily, and who was like your influential mentor in the last four or five years? Yeah, you know, I, um, I, there's a lot of different mentors. I I joined the Sumrock Group, and um, it was more about the mindset of yeah partnering up with other people and go going bigger that was the greatest thing that i learned from that group and being around others having that energy uh and like-minded people um that was that was key um going you know i've also gone to a lot of meetups so there wasn't like really one single person that was my main mentor but there was a lot of different influences um that uh that helped me along my journey and um and you want to you you don't want to just have one voice. You want to have you know multiple multiple voices of um, um, to bounce ideas off of and whatnot. But uh, um, certainly, um, you know, I'm thankful for um, a lot of a lot of friends, a lot of good, a lot of good people along the way that you know gave me advice or I was able to bounce ideas off of and and the partnerships I formed. For sure. Uh... I like you, your presence on social media, but my question now is how the people can approach you and follow your success, especially break of day capital. So how the people can approach you? Yeah, um, certainly they can go to our website, breakofdaycapital.com and, and they could they could book a call. They could fill out an investor application. They can get on our, our mailing list there. Uh, we're on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. So definitely, you know, follow us, reach out, connect. Um and um and uh, go from there. I hope it was fun today, and I hope that you come back again to the show to talk more about the success of Break of Day Capital. And I appreciate your time today, Gary. Uh, thank you for having me, Adam. Thanks a lot. <laughs>